Okay, here we are with another edition of the David Amber Show. And unfortunately, Amber is not here today, but we do have Dr. Elizabeth Holt as our guest today. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Holt. Thank you, David. It's great to be here. So why don't you, why don't we start out as we always do and tell people about your diabetes journey, you know, how you got to where you are and what you're doing now. I'm an endocrinologist. I was in private practice of general endocrinology in North Carolina for 28 years. During that time, I also partnered with pharmaceutical companies and medical device companies. I was a consultant advisor on their speaker bureaus. And I was active in ACE, the American Association of Clinical Endocrinologists. I served on the board of directors and was president of the Carolinas chapter. And I was also involved with them nationally on several committees, including their political action committee. I got to lobby our senators and congressmen locally and on Capitol Hill in DC. Then I served on the national board of directors. In December of 2019, I pivoted and went to industry and I've been with LifeScan, maker of the OneTouch products, since September of 2020. I'm the head of their global medical, clinical, and safety, which is a very long way of saying chief medical officer. I found that diabetes is a chronic and complex disease that's challenging to manage. There's a great need for healthcare providers who can partner with people with diabetes to help them on their diabetes journeys. And during my years practicing, I greatly enjoy my relationships with my patients and assisting them. But I find that now at LifeScan, I can actually have an impact on the lives of millions of people with diabetes through my work here. Our vision at LifeScan has always been to create a life without limits for people with diabetes and related conditions. And I'm excited to be part of LifeScan's mission to help deliver the personalized health and wellness experiences that engage people with diabetes and related conditions to live their best lives. You know, you and I have been around this space a long time. Maybe you can share with people kind of like what has been like over, let's say the last 10 years, let's not go all the way, way back, but let's go 10 years. What do you think has been the biggest changes in terms of how patients not only interact with their technology, but how they use their technology? That's an interesting question. Some people think of technology as, as being super complex and, you know, having multiple screens and multiple devices and being very wired. Whereas something as simple as sending an email is actually using technology. And I remember before there were fax machines, faxes were amazing. <laughs> I could get a lot book, give me the fax machine. So technology has really evolved the practice over the years to just make it easier to connect, easier to transmit data, and easier for all parties involved to have a better insight into what's happening. And especially in the more recent years, as that technology has gotten better and has evolved to include more different aspects, we, I get a much richer picture of what is going on in helping the person with diabetes manage their life because so many different aspects can impact on blood sugar measurements. And then bringing those all in together really helps us interpret and, and give better advice. You know, it, it's interesting that you say that because the latest innovation you have from LifeScan, I should say, is this color technology, which is, in a way, it's very simple, but yet it's never been done before. Can you tell our listeners how that's working, how the idea came about, and 
you know, what you're seeing with that. Thanks. So we, we've actually had color sure technology in our meters for a few years now. It's not brand new, but we noticed that when we associate color with a number, it makes it much easier for people of whatever degree of skill you have with numbers, even if you're very understanding and able to use numbers, very agile manner, just seeing the color makes it so instantaneous to know whether you're at target or not. So we, for example, our one-touch Vario Reflect Glucose Meter uses a color sure dynamic range indicator to show people not only when they're within, below, or above target range, but also if you're near above or near below. So you can take action before going out of range. And for example, when the color is red, you know you're high at a glance. Green, you're good to go. If you see blue, you're running low. And then we add additional features such as the blood sugar mentor feature in that meter that gives personalized guidance, insights, and encouragement so you can take action to help better manage your highs and lows and increase your time spent in the target range. And connect all that to our one-touch reveal app, and then you can easily share those results with your healthcare team and loved ones from the comfort of your home. Are you seeing a correlation between using the color technology and an increased amount of testing? So we haven't exactly looked at that. We, we have to do a study designed to get to that answer. We do know that when people use the app, we can see we've been looking in anonymized data. We don't know who's telling us what, but we just look into the big pool of data that we have. And we can see that when people interact more with the app over time, that their glucose numbers get better. Whether it's the color doing that or messaging from the app, we can't tease that apart. But we do know that the more interactions they have with the app, more minutes per week or more sessions per week, we see better glucose numbers. So basically you're taking a combination approach here. You've got basically some interconnected technologies, all designed to give the user a better feel for where they're at and what they need to do next. What kind of feedback has, like, if maybe you could, you know, it doesn't have to be study data, maybe you can share some empirical data of what patients are telling you about this. What, what do they say to you? I'm not seeing patients personally anymore. When I was in practice and, you know, was seeing patients, for me to have access to their data was really powerful. You know, for example, how many times do you go to the doctor's office and you forgot your log book or you forgot your meter? And then you don't have data to access during that visit. If you're using an ecosystem where everything's interconnected or we have meters that have Bluetooth connection to the app, the app sends the data automatically to the cloud. It doesn't require action on part of the patient to upload or transmit. So when you show up at the healthcare provider's office, even if you forget your logbook, even if you get your meter, even if you got to download and print your reports, it doesn't matter. The healthcare provider, if you've given access for them to get to their data, you can log in and see it and have everything there to give you the best informed decision-making that you can make during that office visit, the best recommendations you can make for that patient. And that was, you know, that kind of ability to get at the data is greatly appreciated by the patients because it's 
hard to go to the doctor. You have to take time of work, time out of your schedule, drive over there for wait. Finally, the doctor gets in the exam room and then the data is not there. And, and it's not a wasted visit. There's certainly other things that we can address and talk about, but it's not the best visit ever if we don't have the data. I would imagine that, and maybe I'm wrong, heaven needs to correct me, because with LifeScan, you know, not only do you have the app on the phone, you also have your relationship with Weldac, Cecilia. Does the data interact with that as well? Or can you explain how that works? Right. So you're referencing one-touch solutions. Yeah. So one-touch solutions are digital health solutions that we're trying to focus on meeting you where you are in your journey with diabetes. It's a digital one-stop shop where we have these personalized wellness solutions of subscriptions from proven experts, Noon, Fitbit, Cecilia Health, and WellDoc. And that includes live and digital diabetes support, assistance, reaching weight and fitness goals, and much more. It gives you the tools and motivation that millions of people have already successfully used to improve their overall health and wellness. So it's easier to manage your diabetes. And the product and subscription bundles can be personalized to meet a range of diabetes care needs. Now, there, there's a lot of school of thought on this whole digital health arena. So I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit. And there are some who claim or who believe that, okay, yeah, it's great to have all this data, but it, it can also be overwhelming to the patient. How do you deal with that? We try to simplify the data and interpret it as best we can for the patient. The One Touch Reveal app will look for patterns in the glucoses and then give messages if patterns are found that you know, you're having lows at a certain time of day or even patterns of patterns that you know, over subsequent days, we've seen that you tend to have these lows. And we try to give people insights. Has anything changed? What's new? So you can try to focus your thoughts and think about what might be going on in your life that caused those patterns to occur so you can take action on it. And we also call out the patterns in the reports that the healthcare provider can see from the One Touch Reveal professional website. So they can be alerted that there's patterns going on and work with you then to better address them. There's, there's also, and you know, I find this interesting because I talked to a wide range of endocrinologists. Do you find that there is a, maybe a different school of thought for some of the younger endos? who are so used to technology as opposed to some of the, you know, more experienced endos who are not used to the technology. Do you, do you, do you see a difference in the attitude there? You know, it's interesting. I'm not really familiar with any endocrinologists. I'm sure there are some who are not using the technology because if you really want to be a leader taking care of people with diabetes, technology is an integral part of that. And we know that even something as simple as an electronic logbook or a meter with memory of technology. It's such an asset to people with diabetes and to their healthcare providers. And so, you know, you, I like how you didn't say older, you said more experienced endocrinologist. <laughs> That's what's going to happen when you get older yourself. You, you use the term more experienced. You know, <laughs> sounds good, really, it does. You know, you might look at people and say, well, they'll, they'll never be tech users. But they are, you know, they're texting or emailing their patients or using electronic medical records. And of course, it's not universal, but it's hard to practice medicine in this day and age and not have some degree of tech savviness. Well, listen, just to date myself, when I was first diagnosed, now I was diagnosed over 30 years ago, 
my very first meter with a one-touch sure step. Now, I don't know if you remember this meter. It was, it was about as big as a pager. I don't know if people know what pagers are, but it was about as big as a pager. I remember it sat on my desk because it was, you know, kind of structured that way. So I've seen, you know, life scan meters evolve over the years. Right. And, you know, and, and we're continuing to innovate. We, we brought blood glucose measurement out of the lab and put it in patients' hands over 40 years ago. And we're not abandoning that. We're continuing to invest time and money and intellectual power into making that better and, and putting more tools and tech. We so realize that there's no one size fits all in diabetes management and successful management of diabetes includes not only close monitoring of blood sugars, but also other factors like diet, sleep, exercise, insulin, and other medications and more that impact on health and wellness. And this can be challenging. And we're looking at tools and partnerships to help with that. Well, I would imagine that, you, I mean, again, now I don't know this, you can, let's go back to your one-touch solutions, but let, let's say somebody is wearing a Fitbit, you know, you have a relationship with Fitbit. Does the technology work where they can look at the, let's say the exercise activity and the glucose together and make, you know, recommendations based on that? Right. So we're looking at having our partner data come into our one-touch reveal app so that your activity and Fitbit will show up in your reveal app and you can see it. And again, we're evolving and looking at making the reports better. And so suggestions that you might have for how you might want that to look, you know, let me know and I'll <laughs> get back to the team. <laughs> well, you know, listen, I'm a CGM user, so I'm past that, but there are so many people who are using these meters and it is nice to know that just the technology has gotten better, but the fact that it's become more patient friendly in a way, you know, because mm -hmm. with solutions, you know, the patient doesn't have to worry about, they're always going to get in a resupply of test strips. And, you know, so those, some of the barriers that used to be there are going away, which is great to see. Right. Yeah. You can sign up for that subscription plan and, and readers will show up, but also your test strips will come in on schedule and, and you'll always have that supply. Now, if you have to look out, let's say five, 10 years from now, what's things today, let's get away from the technology a little bit, but what's things today that maybe are in a pipeline or getting approved really excite you and say, oh my God, this is something great for all patients with diabetes. I think there's a big role in the future for artificial intelligence. There's so many different factors that interact to affect blood sugars. You look at your life, you, you take your same medicines, you do the same thing, you eat the same foods and you have completely different blood sugar results from one day to the next. And, and why is that? Because other things were going on that impact the glucose that may not be quite as obvious. And, and that's where I think a strength for artificial intelligence and machine learning can be so that once we have technology and things are connected and maybe you're wearing an activity tracker and a heart rate tracker and monitoring your sleep and your glucose, meds are being tracked and, and you have a smart pen that's tracking your insulin dosing and all this without much effort on your part just flows into a technology platform and then there's machine learning and, and analysis to then come back to you and say, you know, hey, when this has happened before, you've run high. You might want to check your blood sugars and, and look at taking extra insulin. You know, who knows where that can go? 
Have you seen, because part of the focus of the diabetes way is that we not only deal with patients who have diabetes, but we deal with the people they touch, you know, their friends, their loved ones, et cetera. Is there any empirical evidence that these reports make it easier for somebody with diabetes to share with somebody who doesn't so they can help them better? So depending on the technology you're using and the features it has, there are ways to send reports or for people that you give permission to access or follow you on an app to look at what's happening with you in your, your blood sugars or um, other things that you're using, particularly sending it to the healthcare providers. And that's is being highly valued by people with diabetes and the people that that touches as well. And so I think that's here to stay and it's probably going to evolve. You talk about some of the future things you're doing and you know, there is a lot of talk about artificial intelligence and what to do with it and how to use it. You look, let's say, let's again, let's go 10 years out. Do you see it being like a multifaceted where everything is controlled by that person's smartphone or, you know, mobile phone? where that becomes the central hub of not only their diabetes management, but their healthcare in general. I, I don't know that I would say controlled by, and that, that sounds very intimidating that, that a piece of technology is going to control you. I don't think any of us want that to happen, but I, we want the technology to assist us. So under our control, with our permissions, we will decide what data flows into the technology and then the Artificial intelligence can then use its machine learning, looking at past experiences to help predict what's going to happen to you in the short and long term and to alert you so that then you can make the decision of what actions to take. Now, let's talk about your personal situation a little bit, because I think it's interesting because you've been on both sides of the aisle. You've been in academia and, you know, practice. Now you're in the industry. Have you noticed different worlds? What's been the biggest for you, biggest change from, let's say, you know, doing all this research to now working with a company that's in the business of diabetes? And when I was in practice, I had a huge impact on a relatively small number of people, but it was huge. And, and I was, you know, part of their lives and they were part of my lives and we knew each other in, in very deep ways because to, to really help somebody with diabetes takes a pretty good understanding of what they're going through. And in industry, I'm not directly involved in any one person's diabetes journey, but I am involved in it in a different way with the diabetes journeys of millions of people. And I can make recommendations or make plans for things that the company will execute on that will have an impact for years to come on millions of lives. And so it's, it's a very different way for me to approach how I'm helping people with diabetes, but I still have a big, big impact and that's very rewarding for me. Do you ever believe, and you know, there's, and I ask this to a lot of the endos that I've known, because you know, I, like I said, I've been around this industry for over 30 years. If you had to, and, then, and nobody's gonna hold you to this, but if you had to say, the chances of a cure over the next 20 years, where would you put the percentage? So I have to ask you a cure of what, right? So type one diabetes is a different disease than type two. And type two is probably a host of different diseases yeah. that all end up with high glucose. We lump them together and call it type two diabetes. 
So I, I see, I don't, it depends how you define cure. I see that we'll probably, if, you know, looking out 10, 20 years, we'll probably have islet cell transplants or some way of programming our cells to make new islet cells so that somebody who develops type one diabetes can get functioning cells that will respond to a glucose level and make insulin. And so it's essentially a cure. It may not be the islet cells you were born with, but you'll have cells that will make insulin for you. And that's what we want. For type two, I think that's a much more nuanced story. For the people with type two diabetes, for whom lifestyle is a big driver, obesity and inactivity, we're a lot better understanding the disease, obesity, because it is a disease and designing treatments for it that are effective. And there's medications in the pipeline that are very effective in treating obesity. So I think we make a big impact on that. That's not necessarily a cure, but it will certainly make it where maybe you don't have to take any medications or as many medications to keep your glucose as well controlled. And we're learning more about what causes the metabolism to not respond right to glucose and insulin. And we'll come up with better treatments, again, not necessarily cures, but better treatments so that it's easier to live with diabetes. Now, in a way of kind of giving you a nice little wrap up here, if you had to advise, and let's look at it from two spectrums, you got the patient, the people that they're touching, wife, friend, whatever, what advice do you like to give them in terms of how to make diabetes management easier and more adaptive? I guess what, what I'd just like to give would be a message. So in industry, we all want to better support people with diabetes. We know diabetes is complex and can be overwhelming. We, I would advise you to embrace the technology, especially the technologies that's easy for you to use, but that works with you and works for you. And you can learn more about it technology and particularly about what we offer from LifeScan and OneTouch and how it can help you in your diabetes journey. If you go to OneTouch.com, that's where you can access that for our products. Well, that's great. And, you know, it's been great talking to you. Are you going to uh, ACE this weekend or are you? I, I'm flying out tomorrow morning. <laughs> well, I, I could tell you since I'm based in San Diego that the weather is gorgeous. <laughs> great. I don't know what it's like in North Carolina today. But the today one, is beautiful. Oh yeah. So, and it's only, I believe it's only at the Hilton, right? It, it, it's only at that one hotel, right? That's the host hotel. I'm not sure if the, I think sessions, are they going to be in the convention center or just all at the Hilton? I don't even know. I, I, think, it when all, I, get there. I, you know I think it's all at the Hilton. I, oh, well, it, that makes it easy. It does. It does. Yeah. Well, listen, it's been great. 